This is Mike Roth. Welcome to Open Forum in the Villages. In this show, we're going to talk to leaders in the community, leaders of clubs, interesting folks who live in the villages, to give a perspective of what's happening here in the villages and information that I think all villagers should have. We hope to add a new episode every Friday at 9 a.m. Everyone, this is Mike Roth with Henry Kuhlman. Thanks for joining me today, Henry. Uh, thank you for asking me. And I wanted to remind our listeners that my new club, Boomer Humor, meets the second and fourth Friday of the month. And today I'm going to start the show with a joke like uh, always. Henry, how can you tell if an ant is a boy or a girl? I don't know. They're all girls. Huh. But otherwise, they'd be uncles. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, we are going to have some uh, bonus content on some of the shows, and that will be available through the Apple iTunes podcast store. And tell your friends about it. Subscribers will have ac early access to all of our episodes. Right now, that would be about six episodes. We're recording a show here for, I think, July 13th. The shows are normally released on, on Friday mornings at 10 a.m. So, Henry, why don't you tell our listeners about how long you've lived here in the villages? Oh, okay. Lived so, here full-time about three years. O owned uh, our house in Bridgeport uh, almost four years. Mm -hmm. And you came to the villages from? Well, we lived on a farm south of Lakeland, a couple hours south of here, with 40 acres and cows and, and, and nobody out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then over time, we decided that we, we needed to be around more people. So that ended up, uh, we took the trolley tour, as I remember it, and then that then that was the end of it. We bought a house, and here we are. A lot of people have the same experience, take the trolley tour, and yep. all of a sudden, they're buying a house yep. that they didn't know they were buying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I, I actually visited the villages probably five times over four years before my wife and I finally decided uh, that this is the place to be. Yeah, it took us one trip, and then we started looking. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, of course, it's one of the best decisions we ever made. Okay. As, as a, as a uh, background, I understand that you were an airline pilot. I was. Yeah, I flew for a United Parcel Service for 24 years, uh, international mostly, mm -hmm. uh, just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a pretty good, and I retired in 2013. Okay. Most of the big airplanes. Good time to get out. Yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, Henry, we brought you on the show today uh, because of your skill in photography. Uh, interestingly, uh, I'm going to New Hampshire uh, next month or, or so. A little longer than that, my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, just graduated uh, from, I think it's Leslie University mm -hmm. up there mm -hmm. with a, an MBA in photography. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, later on. You should on. have her on your show. Uh, I probably will. <laughs> but now she's probably too busy be <laughs> getting ready to be a bride. Uh, after she's calmed down a little bit, <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll, we'll get her on. 
And uh, it'll be curious to see who she has take her pictures at her wedding because <laughs> oh. she can't take them oh. herself. Yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, it's a big problem. I probably. wouldn't want to be the guy. <laughs> well, she's got a lot of, a lot of girlfriends <laughs> up there, too. Uh, in photography, uh, how did you get into uh, photography? Oh, goodness. I've been taking pictures most of my life. Um, so way back, let's say in the 60s, um, yeah, I became interested, and I travel a great deal because I was in the military for 24 years. And uh, uh, and so I began taking pictures early on, of course, for all my travels. Uh, and then I guess probably 1970, uh, I bought a camera, Yashica, that had the ability to take pictures at night mm. with a 30-second exposure. And so I kind of got really interested in taking pictures of airplanes on, on Air Force ramps and stuff. and. Uh, uh, so that's kind of what, the way it got started, and it, I progressed over the years um, throughout. I, I traveled a great deal, myself and my wife. We've been to over 80 countries, mm -hmm. and so I, I take pictures everywhere. Um, and that's kind of how I got started. Mm -hmm. Why is photography important to you? Oh, well, it's very interesting because when you take a picture, you're capturing a memory. Something mm -hmm. that uh, wouldn't be there if that image wasn't recorded. So with the advent of photography way back when, you know, now we have a, a photo history that's basically memories. So you're, you're freezing a moment in time. So uh, I find that very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you still put your photographs on paper? Oh, I, of course, with the of course, the original photography was 24 or 36 exposures that you sent out to a lab, and then you took whatever they sent back. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, that, with the uh, advent of digital, changed completely. Uh, now you have the ability to take 100 pictures and delete the ones you don't want. Um, so with the advent of digital, uh, you know, the, the, the game has changed completely. Uh, in the ability to take you know, pictures, good pictures, uh, and, and end up with some pretty amazing shots. So it's kind of exploded in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where have you taken your, your best pictures? Oh, wow. Um, from a country standpoint, you know, this is going to sound kind of weird, maybe, I don't know. Uh, India, I would have to say. India was the best were the best pictures India. because um, because of the people. I mean, it's there's a, it's a country like no other country. Mm -hmm. you know, One point three or four billion people there uh, that have managed to you know, create a culture that's unlike all others. Uh, and I just find it very interesting to try to uh, capture the, the people living their lives in that culture. Um, it's not always pretty, but it's real. Mm -hmm. And I try to put myself, ask myself the question, uh, could I live like that? Could they live like me? What do they have that I don't have? So, you, you know, even a beggar in Mumbai on a street, you know, has experiences uh, and, and sees and knows things that I would never understand. Mm -hmm. But but he fits in. Right. And when you, you look, you've been taking photographs for about how many years? Since these 1960s. Okay. I mean, so tens of thousands. Yeah, mm -hmm. not, not having taken tens of thousands. Yeah. 
Um, my granddaughter will uh, <laughs> tell you about when I moved here, and I said I sent her a box of a few slides to convert. Turned out to be over a thousand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the old thirty-five millimeter. At thirty-five yeah, millimeter that's what slides. I have boxes of them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she converted them to uh, digital. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so you've taken uh, pictures for six forty or six fifty years. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have one picture that is your absolute favorite? That's a good question. I think my favorite picture is one that I took maybe a year ago mm -hmm. of an owl. Of an owl. An owl that was behind Finney Grill mm -hmm. on that walkway back there on an oak tree. It was oh. a barred owl. And that, that, the owl, it was late in the afternoon, and it, it, it flew over to watch me and the people I was with. Mm -hmm. They do that. They'll, they'll fly over just to watch you. Oh, really? Uh, mm -hmm. And so... I don't know if I connected with the owl or whatever, but it had just the right attitude and, and the head cocked and, and connected that I got, I was able to capture some images of that owl that are stunning. Mm. So of late, I would have to say that was, that's yeah. one I liked the most. My, my favorite picture happened by accident. I was in, on the way to Amsterdam on a cruise mm -hmm. and we went to the, Windmill Park outside of Amsterdam, I've been there. and it was kind of a gray, cloudy day, very still, and so I shot a couple of shots across the water to a windmill. Oh yeah! And when when I looked at him, I shot him with my phone. Gotcha. And I looked at him. I was astonished because the water was absolutely still. It was a mirror, and so yeah. I had a mirror, perfect mirror reflection Image. of the of the windmill. <laughs> yeah, and the Clouds in the sky didn't come out anywhere near as dark as they were in reality. Right, right. And it was—it's just a phenomenal yeah. picture. Can I add on to that? Sure. So, I like to find situations like that where you calm water, right lighting, and stuff. Where you take a picture of, let's say, a bird that's reflected in the water, mm -hmm. and you can almost not tell the difference between the birds because you have the bird in the picture and the one in the water, and right. you can actually, in editing, flip that over. And the one in the water becomes the picture, right side up. Really, I didn't and think it, of doing that. <laughs> yeah, and then depending if there's a little bit of a ripple or whatever, you'll you'll see a little distortion and a little abstraction of the of the image, and you can create what I call art from an image. Mm -hmm. With with digital photography today, do uh, you have to be technical to get really good photographs? Um, not like you used to be uh, in the. In the old days, with even an iPhone today or, or a digital point-and-shoot camera with a zoom feature, you can take really, really good pictures, you know, if, if you're careful. An example was we were playing bocce the other day on a league, mm -hmm. and then we were having uh, our sandwiches underneath the picnic table with a covering over that, and, and a heron flew up from the nearby pond, landed up on the roof, and the sun was kind of coming down, set just right. I didn't have my cameras with me, but I had my iPhone. And I, I ran out and took some pictures at various angles. And those pictures are dramatic. I mean, they're as good as you're going to get from a high-end Canon. So I, the answer is, even today with these iPhones and things, you can take some really good pictures. In today's world, take the picture digitally, and I'd say 
80, 90% of the people forget about it after they've shot it. Do you do post-shoot digital enhancement like that flip? Yes. Yes, I do. To go back in the old days when you sent your little camera roll in on a Kodak and you got mm. your 24 pictures back, that was it. Right. That was it. So today, I'm going to say half of the half of the process, one is taking the image. You know, there's quite a bit to it. You're using good equipment. But the post-processing with the editing is, is critical. Okay. Let's uh, talk about the post-processing mm-hmm. and the uh, bonus material. Okay, good. Okay. And uh, we'll spend a little bit more time on that. In the early days of photography, I remember my first 35-millimeter camera was black and white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess the That's film it. was cheaper and the processing was cheaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today, you, you always shoot in color? Oh, well, I always shoot in color because you're digital. But in uh, editing, post-processing, you, know, you have the option to process in black and white. So I, I, I apply and use all of those options, mm-hmm. depending on what, what I see. Now, when does a photograph become art? Oh. It becomes art when, I, when it tells a story to me. Mm-hmm. So if I go out and take 500 pictures on a, on a setting, which is not uncommon, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I come back, I don't know what's on that chip. I mean, I'm taking these pictures, but you don't really know until you look. You're taking that many. You don't have time to look at them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it just I'll download those pictures, let's say 100 at a time, mm-hmm. into my software. And then I'll go through and get rid of okay, screen out the obvious ones. And then, uh, and then you're looking for details. And you're going to find a lot of things you didn't see, especially with birds. A lot of action and movements, other things. So, when you, when you actually open that up, you're going to see things that are going to tell a story to you mm-hmm. basically based upon the setting, the time of day, other animals, you know, action. You know, there's there's something there that is coming out, the connection that you have with the subject. And so that's what I'm looking for. And depending upon what I see, then I decide at that point on on how to present, how to present the image as a photograph or if you carry carry it on as art. Does it have to be more than one photograph to be art or can just a single photograph be art? I don't combine my photographs into collages or Photoshop. I use the image, which may, which may be a big image. I t- shoot full-frame camera, and then I will crop that down. Now, one photograph could become many other f- smaller photographs as you crop and you pick this portion of the image for a picture, a final product, this portion or whatever, and you can build it up like that. But yeah, I don't do, uh, you know, collages or uh, merging of more than one picture. Mm-hmm. As a photographer, would you call yourself a professional? I try to be. I mean, that's kind of a nebulous term, but I try to be, I try to improve. It's a difficult, it's a difficult craft to learn. So I try to take courses workshops. I did a trip down the Grand Canyon uh, on the Colorado River for eight days uh, two years ago uh, on a photography workshop with a very good photographer and learned a lot. So at this point, I'm getting to the point where I think my product, my images are good enough that, you know, I would qualify to some extent as a professional. Good. So 
here's an important question that we're going to end this episode on. Have you sold very many of your images? Hmm. Very good question. So I've been accused of that. <laughs> my first, of course, I have a Facebook page with thousands of pictures on it. Why don't you tell our listeners what that is? Oh, it's my name. It's on Facebook, Henry Kuhlman, H-E-N-R-Y-K-U-H-L-M-A-N. And then that's the Facebook page. And then the, the icon, the profile, is an, a white egret. So if you go to that page, you, you'll, see, you'll see a lot of my pictures that I've been putting on for quite a while. And then we, I just opened, in fact, at the meeting just before I came here, we were finalizing Fine Art America is an uh, online page for pictures and products that uh, I now have a presence on, a store on. And that is my name again, Henry Pixels, P I X E L S dot com. And we just uploaded the first five pictures. We're in the process of putting in more up, 50 is the next uh, load up. And then, uh, you know, people can purchase my art as wall art to to decorate their homes. Good. We're going to be talking more about that with Henry during the bonus episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. And as a reminder, we'll have a new episode out next Friday morning at 9 a.m. Should you want to become a sponsor of the show, contact me at mike at rothvoice.com. If you know someone that you think should be on the show, contact me via the same email address. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. The content of the show is copyright by Roth Voice, all rights reserved.